and welcome to an all-new episode of It's Just 10 Minutes. I thank you for joining me this morning. I am so excited to share this awesome word with you on today. So grab that cup of coffee, pull up a chair, text your friends to tune in, and give me 10 minutes to change your life. And now, it's just 10 minutes. Growing up, one of the hardest things for me to do was to wait. You remember as a kid waiting on Christmas morning to get here? It felt like the night would never turn into the morning. I often wondered why as kids waiting was so hard. But I think I have the answer. We knew at Christmas time our parents had made us some promises. We'd given them a list of things that we wanted, and they in turn promised to consider the list and get some of the things on the list. The anticipation of what we were going to get and how much of the list we were going to get, that was all overwhelming, and it felt like night would never turn to day. And just as we didn't like to wait as kids, we like it even less as adults. In the world in which we live, waiting has almost become extinct. We don't like to wait on anything. We especially don't like waiting on God. Whenever God makes us a promise, there's a gap. A space in time in between when he makes the promise and when he performs what he promised. That gap, that space, it's called the wait. So what do we do with this gap, with the space in between? How do we handle the wait? I've had to ask myself this question because I find myself in the middle of the wait. I've discovered that there are some principles that can help us make the most of this waiting time. Principle number one, it's okay. Admit it, waiting is frustrating. I told you a minute ago that in the day in which we live, no one likes to wait. They do not call us the microwave generation just for giggles. We want what we want, when we want it, and we want it now. And there is no greater frustration than knowing that God has made you a promise. And as you look around and months and even years go by and there's no fruition of said promise, but it's okay. It's okay to be frustrated. That's a normal human response. But where frustration goes wrong is when we allow that frustration to take the focus off of our faith. Anytime we are waiting on God to do what he said he would do, we must stay focused on our faith. Earlier, I told you that I am right now in the middle of that space called wait. And yes, I will openly admit that for months I have been frustrated because I have not seen what I heard. And I will further admit that there's been a time or two or three or 50 that in my frustration, I've questioned whether God said what he said or promised what he promised. I became entangled in my frustration and took my eyes off of my faith. In doing so, I played right into the hands of the enemy. For the enemy knows that he cannot stop God's plan and promise for our lives. So he takes this time, this waiting time, and he uses it to frustrate us causing us to doubt the promise and eventually his ultimate goal is to frustrate us enough that we will walk away 
that we will throw up our hands and give up. I almost gave up. I was this close. But my mentor, she told me, she told me to hold on. And I'm telling you out there today, hold on to your faith. Don't lose your hope. Because yes, waiting can be frustrating. But please, and here's principle number two, please do not attempt to help God out. God does not need, nor does he require your help to bring his word to pass. Don't do it. Anytime we interfere with God's business, we do more harm than good. For he told us in Isaiah 55 and verse eight through nine, that our ways weren't his ways. Our thoughts were not his thoughts. So if we can't fathom his ways or his thoughts, how could we presume to know how to aid or assist him in the performance of a promise that he made to us? We can't. So don't even try it. I know I've been there. In my times of frustration while waiting, I have attempted to give God a hand. But when we attempt to help God, What we do in a sense is we become a manufacturer of blessings. We attempt to mold and shape the promise to what we think it should be. And then our frustration, it gives way to disappointment when the actual performance of the promise looks nothing like we thought it should. God does not need our help. He's got it handled. And while the wait, it can be frustrating, It can also be fruitful for in the wait, God can show us all that he is in our lives while we wait on him to fulfill his promise. It's an opportunity to draw closer to him through prayer for in order to battle the frustration that waiting brings, we must remain prayerful. Don't stop praying. Prayer is how we express those frustrations, our pain, our discouragement, and in return, We can receive instruction and guidance and support and that all important part, peace. It's okay. God wants to hear from you. He doesn't mind when you vent your frustration. He does. That does not even bother him. In fact, that's exactly what he wants. He wants you to bring you, bring him your cares and your concerns For these past few months, even though I have the best mentors and confidants, the only place that I could take those cares and concerns was to God. For in the wait, our prayer lives, they mature and they grow. And after a while, they become habit and not just for special occasions. We also learn how to keep serving while we wait. Waiting is not a passive activity. Waiting does not mean that we are just sitting around holding our hands until God makes good on his word. No, while you are waiting, keep serving. Stay connected to your local church and faith community. Don't run from those things, for it's there that you find your strength in the fellowship of the fellow saints. Serve with gladness. Keep your praise. For your prayer, your praise, and your service They all draw us closer to God and drowns out the voice of the enemy that would tell us to quit, to give up, to turn around, that God isn't going to do it for you. But instead, 
Those things amplify the voice of God that tells us, I have not changed my mind concerning you. And that's the good news. God will not change his mind concerning you. It doesn't matter how long the wait is. He is still going to do whatever he promised you. I am so grateful for the one that reminded me of this fact before I decided to give up and turn around. These past few months, I felt like I was that little girl waiting on Christmas morning. It has felt like the morning would never come, that it would remain night forever. But as others encouraged me, I'm encouraging you on today that no matter how frustrated, no matter how discouraged you are, hold on. For God still loves you. He still cares for you. He has not changed his mind concerning you. And he's still coming to see about you. Yes, you may be like the woman with the issue of blood, been waiting for 12 years. You may have been just waiting for 12 minutes. But I encourage you on today to hold on. The wait is just about over. Thanks for joining me this week. I'm looking at the clock now. It's been 10 minutes. Thanks for listening this week. We want you to join us on next week as we'll be here the same date, same time. You can catch us out on the World Wide Web at www.itsjust10minutes.com. You can also catch this podcast at Spreaker.com. You can also catch us on Podomatic and on YouTube. Thank you so, so very much for listening. We really appreciate it. Hey, you've got nothing to lose. You know why? It's just 10 minutes.